everyone, welcome back to Sea Red UK. Well, quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm very good, thank you very much. I'm trying to uh, look at my notes here with uh, Christmas lights flashing on top of it, so uh, I'm probably going to end up having some sort of a seizure sitting in the car tonight, but we'll see how it goes. Well, at least you've got some notes. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I've literally got nothing, so this one could be a bit all over the place if you're listening. Yeah, well, we'll do our best to try and keep the ball rolling, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, um, obviously, we've since our last recording, what was it, after the Wizards game? Yeah. We had two games over the weekend, and I'll pass it to you for that. Yeah, so the first game was the um, the Mavs, um, and I have to say that it was a game that we finally got to sit back and enjoy from start to finish um, finished up uh, 144-115 victory for the Bulls now in fairness Dallas didn't have Doncic which uh, obviously is a massive loss to them but the big point is you know you hear no Doncic and you think to yourself well you know that gives us the opportunity to come in and blow someone out and we never do that but on this particular occasion we did um, yeah. so that has to be celebrated you know um, okay you can t- talk about the fact that it was a it was a depleted Mavs team, but then normally we'll we'll come up with a scraping a win, but we didn't. We we dominated, and that's what you want to see. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously another thing was the fact that they finished their game against Bucks, and then that, literally that. flew, <laughs> yeah, literally flew to Chicago and played this game, and yeah, you know, yeah, that's not ideal for any team. No, but. It's only similar to what we did going forward with the, the Hawks game. Exactly, exactly. Uh, um, that was a, a bit of a different story, which we will get into in a second. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in the Mavs game, uh, as voted on our live thread, uh, the bull of the game was DJJ, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, 16 points, five rebounds, two assists and one steal. But the big factor and the thing that clinched it for him was the four of five from three. But yeah. To be fair, as we all said, Matt, um, it was a big performance from everybody. It, it really was across the board, bench players, starting five, good defence, good offence, an all-round storming performance from everybody. And there was several players that could quite easily have won Bull of the Game on this occasion. Yeah, well, I think DJJ took it right at the last minute, didn't he? He hit a really late three and then we yeah. all just flipped and went, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because of his three-point shooting, which I think we close to was it Demar that was going to get it? I think. Yeah, Demar was kind of leading the leading the the fray up until DJJ kind of just stole it at the end. Plus, he's not had one all year, so no, he deserved it because it was <laughs> the first time he could stand out and say he was superb. But like you say, literally anybody could have yeah. took it. Yeah, you could have put the line up on a wall and thrown a dart, and any one of them that you'd hit would have been, uh, you know a good contender for, for winning it. Yeah. I mean, obviously a game like that, you've got to celebrate the fact that we did what we did, but also not get too high on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we needed this kind of a win before and we didn't get it. We either scraped a win or we came away with a loss when we expected a win. This should have been a comfortable win. It was a comfortable win. That needs to be lauded. Because as um, we saw with the Wizards game, when it wasn't. <laughs> exactly. 
the fan base goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the games that don't look pretty and we still win will take as a W. But the ones that we see them play the way we know they have the potential to play and they come away with an absolute comfortable win like that, it's it, that's there's nothing poor that we can say about it. No criticism, no negatives. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. So then, like you said, we had then minimum rest um, playing again then against the Hawks um, away uh, in Atlanta. And um, this was actually the first game of the season uh, that I unfortunately couldn't watch live due to my real job and the fact that I work in aviation and I took a delay and that delay ended up putting me in the air for the entire game apart from the last two minutes of regular time <laughs> and overtime. Yeah, I literally just came on in time to see Trey Young score in a basket, which um, anyway. Yeah. yeah, so it went overtime, like I just said, and painfully, the Hawks took it 123-122. Now, the Hawks, again, they were down. They were without uh, DeJounte Murray, um, but we were on minimum rest. Um Without Ayo, Ayo, AC. Oh, yeah, well, AC was out. Um, but Ayo was there for the first short while. And then, unfortunately, he fell quite badly uh, onto Trey Young's knee um, into the stomach, very, very close to being the crown jewels, but it hit him in the lower abdomen. And uh, he kind of hung around for a little, a little few minutes after being checked, but then he went back into the locker room um, with what's being classed as an abdominal contusion. Join the contu- contusion club. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if it's not a bone bruise, it's a contusion at the minute. Um, so, unfortunately, we don't have, I don't, unless you've heard anything, we don't have a time frame for him yet. Yeah, just seen that he's questionable for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I, I can't see him playing uh, against uh, the Knicks, but whether he'll be back for the second game against the Knicks, I don't know. So, bull of the game. Um, now, bearing in mind that I wasn't part of the uh, the live threads because I was flying, uh, so I wasn't there to put any reason or rhyme on this. Uh, it was voted as Andre Drummond, but I have to say that it was voted during regular regular time. Am I right? Yeah, um, I mean we put it out with, well usually with about six to eight minutes left, just so yeah. I can start prepping stuff. Uh, and by that point. You know, to me, that's how they've done over the game. It's not, you know, because, yeah, DeMar can finish strong or whatever, but if he's yeah. had a quiet game, then to me, he doesn't deserve it. Right. However, DeMar <laughs> did put himself in the the picture late on. Yeah. And nearly, very nearly flipped. If, um, if them free throws in overtime had have won it, then maybe you'd have got it, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite enough, but uh, Andre Drummond got it anyway. 14 points, nine rebounds, five steals. Um, he, I have since gone back and watched the game, and from what I could see, he was incredibly active and uh, was pretty much playing in beast mode. Yeah, um, I mean, five he tried steals. to wreck the rim a couple of times, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, I had a little bit of a sort of text chat with him and the other day, and he said that he's it's something that he's looking at doing going forward to play ang- well angry drummond angry, angry drummond, drummond. <laughs> he's, uh, 
that's how he wants to play the rest of the year, apparently. So I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, no, there was one point he got a steal um, and he actually chased it down ahead of, I can't remember who it was. It was, the, But I think it was a, a guard, wasn't it? Do you remember who it was? Um, and, oh, what was it? Was it? Yeah, it was definitely a guard because I remember him banging on about it on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but he, he managed to beat him across the it, floor. Probably, could he? No, no. But he's still, I mean, he, he, he the speed at which he was flying down the court, I'm impressed. Um, was half expecting, <laughs> half expecting him if he had got control of of the ball and kind of gathered it up early to see the V sign coming out as he was making his way down. Yeah, I think that's something I might ask him actually. Yeah, definitely, definitely, we should ask him that. Um, <laughs> like you mentioned, Demar and, and even DJJ got a special mention, particularly for their uh, their output uh, towards the end of the game and into overtime. Um, DJJ split a pair of free throws to send it to overtime. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't make the two of them. If he'd made the two of them, it may have just, you know, clinched it for us in regular time. But it still got us into overtime. And then um, in overtime, Trey Young kind of hit a couple of big threes, and Demar got fouled from behind the arc. Uh, had three, <laughs> three free throws. Um, he hit the first two, and then. The, the referees decided to break things up a little bit and have a little bit of a chat. And I was afraid it was going to throw him off his mojo, but he came back, collected himself and hit the third one with 0.5 seconds left on the clock. It looked like we had it. Um, Trey Young was going to inbounds the ball uh, to finish off the game and couldn't get the ball out. So they called a timeout. And then apparently a play that has been run by the Hawks in the past, they played it again. Uh, the ball came in to AJ Griffin. Uh, he caught it in the air, contorted his body, and just managed to flip it up just before the uh, the light went on around the, the backboard, and it counted for a win for the Hawks. Absolute heartbreaking yeah. stuff. Um, I was watching it at work. I was in the hold of the aircraft, surrounded by a few uh, a few other people, and I let out a big expletive deleted. Uh, <laughs> which uh, which got people talking to me and asked me what was wrong with me, but that's for another day. And unfortunately, it wasn't quite enough, and we uh, we took the L. Um, I know you said that it was a poor performance throughout the course of the game, and before I'd even watched it. So when I went back and watched it, I actually expected the balls to be quite poor, but I didn't actually think they were that bad. Okay, they weren't great either. But I've yeah. seen it play a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, when I said poor, I meant it was gone back to what we were doing, sort of bricking threes, turnovers, yeah. stupid turnovers as well, like unforced turnovers, you know, and it was just, you're not going to win games doing that. It doesn't matter how depleted the opposition is. Yeah. Especially when they've got somebody like Trey Young, and obviously I absolutely hate, hate him. I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but you can't deny the talent he's got and he's showed in this game that it doesn't have to put up a lot of points to influence the game. Well, no, that's the thing. I mean, he's a great passer, uh, he's a great slasher and then he'll throw the ball out um, and then you've got Hawks players who can actually shoot threes uh, a lot of the time. Yeah, and I mean... The, the one 
player that seems to be getting a lot of criticism from the game is Zach Levine again. Mm-hmm. Well, from what I could see, I think Zach started well, but the problem is he, he resorts back to these to these three-point three. shots. And look, if it's not working from three, stop forcing it, do you know? Yeah. Go back to the inside game or move the ball a bit more. I mean, there were two or three three-point attempts from Zach last night where he dribbled the ball up the court and just popped the three. And there was nobody under yeah. the ring for us. Now, okay, great, you can hit them and they look fantastic and, you know, three's better than two. But if you've got nobody set ready to get the rebound, don't shoot the ball because if you do miss, it's a transition for the opposition. Yeah, exactly. At least if you've got players in the paint or under the rim, you've got some chance of winning the ball back and kicking it back out and, you know maybe you'll keep a hold of the ball on a miss. Yeah. But no, I, Zach, I mean, Zach likes to hoist them. I mean, for me, like, the frustrating thing was, I mean, yeah, it was a tired, depleted Mavs team that we obviously blew out. Mm-hmm. But we saw in that game what our players can actually do and how they can actually play. 100%. And yeah, we were probably a bit tired in the Hawks game and, like I say, it just... We seem to go back again to like the OKC sort of performance and the Magic performance, where everything just seemed forced, right? And no, what? no real structure to anything. It was just, I mean, to me, when when Andre Drummond's getting, you know, the player of the game, it just shows that it's gone a bit chaotic. You know, <laughs> I, I love I love Drummond and I love what he brings, but when he's out, you know, getting more, a better looking stat line than Vooch, something's not, not gone right. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You don't want your backup big out doing your starting big, especially when your starting big meant to be one of your big three. But do you not think that that comes back to, again to not utilising Vooch correctly? If If the ball had been put back into Vooch, the way it was, against the Mavs and the way it has been in previous games like the Celtics game and a few of the other games where we've played well. The ball feeds into Vooch and Vooch either does something with it himself or he kicks it back out to the open man because the defence will collapse. That didn't happen last night again and that's why Vooch has got a worse stat line because he wasn't properly executed or utilised. Yeah, I mean we know that I mean obviously Bulls have just put some out today about our was it eight thousand rebounds or something. That That's right, yeah. He, the, and he's what only one of six players in the NBA that are active, yeah. and one of them is Drummond. That's ahead of him, yeah, it. yeah. Um, and as we've said before, like in terms of rebounding, I think if you give Drummond more minutes, he's always going to outdo Vooch because he works for the rebound. He does, and he works for the offensive rebounds a hell of a lot more than uh, yeah. Vooch does. But points wise, you expect Vooch to outdo Drummond. Yeah. Just purely because the offense should be going through Vooch. If you put the offense through Drummond, then that's when it goes all over the place. You know. But, Especially if he tries to dribble it. Yeah. <laughs> but he did actually hit a three in that game as well, didn't he, against Hawks mm-hmm. after the whistle? Yeah. 
yeah. Drummond. <laughs> and it was a straight swish as well. There was no yeah. no rim. And it's something that we have said, why aren't he taking his threes after that Raptors pre-season game? But... Yeah, there was actually another point during the game where the ball came to him at the top and he was open enough to shoot it. And it looked like he was going to pull it up and then he didn't. He passed it over. But yeah. I actually thought he was going to take a shot then. And that would have counted if it had gone in. But yeah, I think, I mean... We said before on that, you know, we kind of expected to split them games when we weren't sure which way they were going to go. I mean, yeah, obviously we kind of knew that Hawks were without Murray. Didn't expect Mavs to be without Lucas, so you kind of maybe expected to lose that one. But I don't know, you mm. know. So, into it, it, it's a hard defeat to take purely because of how it happened. Yeah. Um. I mean, you never want to go to overtime anyway. Well, we don't anyway, not at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> but when there's a game, you know, in, during the game, you've had that many chances to win it. And, you know, so it, it's a hard defeat to take. But some of the stuff I've seen on the socials, again, no, it should Billy be sacked, you know, people putting up bowls and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's one. Nobody was saying that after the Mavs win. Yeah, uh, you know, and but, it's like, you know, the the problems are still there. The, the problems that have always been there are still there. I yeah. think, and and that's what you know. We, we've spoken about it all before. What the problems are with the team, and it's just there's not a lot Billy can do. No, okay. So you're right. We, we've spoken at length about what's wrong with this team. And I mean, you, you have, I have, we have, we, we, you know, ad nauseum. So let's flip that. What's right with this Bulls team? What do you think is going well? Um... Yes, you've not really thought of that one. <laughs> yeah, you see. Obviously, you always look at the negatives, don't you? Um, you do. I guess the one one thing that we have highlighted before is the sort of upgraded bench. Yeah, you know, you definitely. don't don't fear certain players going out of the game anymore, like Vooch, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, you know, you actually look forward to Drummich checking in because it's going to, nine times out of ten, it's going to be exciting. Right. And you've yeah. got Javante coming off the bench and you've got Io coming off the bench. And, you know, these are all definite highlights to see. Yeah. I mean, they were starting five players for us at the end of last season and now we have them coming off the bench. Yeah, and it's, I guess, the, as much as it annoys me, the continuity is a bit of a positive as well. Or something yeah. that's working. Because it, we, to me, we still haven't actually seen it in full. You know, because just as we think we are getting somewhere, 
Caruso goes out with a niggly little injury or and you know, now it's going to be Ayo. Mm. But when everyone's there, that's when we actually look good. I mean, obviously we haven't seen Lonzo yet, which we no. probably won't do. But, you know, the... Was it the Wizards game where the big three all put up 25 plus? Yeah. And then obviously we had the Mavs performance and then we lose Caruso and things come unstuck a little bit. Yeah. You know, obviously Javante was back for the first against Hawks when he, after three, missing three games, but I think he was meant to be on a minutes restriction to be yeah. fair. And yeah. then with Ayo going down, he ended up having to be on Trey Young, which... We know that's Ayo's job, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which I mean, Ayo did a good job. I mean, uh, up until the point he was injured, at least because, and then Javante continued to do a good job because Trey Young wasn't really in the game for the first half of the game anyway. I mean, okay, like you said about Trey Young, he, he's one of these players, a bit like Demar, he can play awful for the whole game and then come up with massive buckets in the last few minutes, right when you need him, and that's exactly yeah. what he did. But. I think we do a good job on on um, Trey Young. Every time we seem to meet the Hawks, we seem to make life difficult for him, whether it's yeah. Io or Javante, whoever. Yeah, I mean, uh, so what What would you say is going right with this team then? Defence. Yeah. I think, I think the defence is far superior without Lonzo than it was last year without Lonzo. Yeah. And I guess on the flip side, that shows it's the the offense that's struggling without Lonzo more. Right? Yeah. Which you know, the one thing that we said with uh, with this team last year was defense is going to be a problem. Offense will come because we have shooters. And the irony of it is, this season the defense is what we have, and that's what we're we're building the season on. And it's the offense that seems to be struggling and letting us down from time to time, particularly with the likes of. Damar not playing well across four quarters. He seems to switch it on in the third and fourth. But, I mean, across a number of our uh, games this season, we seem to be having our worst quarter as the second quarter. It seems to be where we've lost a lot of games or made games a lot more difficult for ourselves. But Damar in general doesn't seem to switch it on until the third and fourth quarter. Zach has been shooting poorly. Um, Vooch is up and down. And... Our offense just isn't what I think a lot of us expected it to be. Yeah, but you can hang your hat on the defense right now, and yeah. um, and I think that's a definite positive. And if we can just get the offense to level off at a point where we can hold across four quarters and continue to play defence the way we're playing defence, then we at least make games more competitive and possibly start to string a bit more than one or two wins together because that seems to be our peak at the moment. Two wins and then we take a loss. Now, you know, if AJ Griffin had missed that uh, inbounds pass or if he just held on to it a split second longer, we'd have won that game. And it would be a very, very different narrative that we'd be talking about today. It'd be a 122-121 win and everyone would say how well they hung in there and how well they did and, and all that. I mean, you're literally talking about one shot flipping the script. But yeah. unfortunately, that's not the way it went. So we are looking at this conversation. OK, the Bulls lost their third game after winning two in a row again. But for me, I definitely think that there is a lot of positive and there's a lot of scope for improvement. But 
nothing is drastically wrong to the point where I'm panicking and I'm saying blow it up. The no, little I mean, issue, the little issue that we talked about, there seems to be something wrong in the background that seems to be settling down for me. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is Zach is still trying to work out, like not necessarily where he is on the team, but he's getting back to the player that we know he is. Yeah, he is. He's definitely showing more and more glimpses of that as opposed to the other, I think. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at it, we're, what, 11th in the standings? We're, uh, uh, what are we now? So four and a half games back, is it? From fourth? Yeah, we've won 11. God, what are we are now? Games back. Well, we're nine games back from top anyway, so... Uh, well, six sixth place and Knicks. Obviously, we've got the next two games. Yeah, and um, that can, that can drastically change the face of these. Um, yeah, two if and a half take games back games. from them. Yeah, so if we take both those games, we're only half a game back then, aren't we? Yeah, well, from Knicks anyway, and then from Knicks. Yeah, from in Knicks. between us, you've got Hawks, Pacers, Raptors, yeah. and Heat. Who? Well, I mean. Raptors, they're on a two-game losing streak. Pacers are on a two-game losing streak. Hawks lost last night, so... Well, I think they didn't have Trey Young and Bogdanovich, did they, so... Yeah, that's right, they sent them. Wouldn't sit Trey Young for us, would they? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean... So we're not a million miles away. No, we're still in it. As we keep saying, the schedule... On paper, looks (laughs) a bit easier. Yeah. Now... Knicks are actually, obviously, who we've got up next, are on a four-game win streak. Right, so they're due a loss. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think they've just lost Jalen Brunson. Okay. Uh, I did hear that today. I don't know what the injury is or see if we can get it tomorrow's game up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, that could be a big loss to them. And, yeah, Jalen Brunson, game, well, it's his game-time decision now. Okay, so he could still be in. Yeah, Obi Toppin's out. So, you know, it's... In the day, it's Bulls versus Knicks. Anything can happen, can't it? So, right, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, you know, but at least it's it's in the UC. Both games are in the UC. So, we, you know, it's, it's always it's always a different story trying to take it on in the garden. You know, at least it's at home. Both yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. Okay, so there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're not all negative. There's a lot of positive to take out of where we're at and how the team is and how we could be going forward. Just going back, I think the one sort of big negative for me is we can't string together a win streak. Yeah, yeah. We get two two wins. Yeah, you know, and it's just you can't obviously go through the season like that. Especially when you've dropped four on the bounce or whatever we did last time. So I think if we could put together a, at least a four-game win streak in December from now, then, like as you said, everything looks completely different. And it's as if the season starts again. Yeah. Because it's level playing field then. You know, you're a 500 team or near enough 500 team. Yeah. The East's all over the place at the minute. 
just... it's just so close. I mean, apart from the top, what two or three teams, it's it's anyone's game for fourth fourth place all the way down to tenth. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. So the call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump. Your voice has a place. Moving on to a completely different subject altogether now. The NBA announced today that they are going to be renaming the MVP trophy to be the Michael Jordan trophy. About time. About time is right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a beautiful piece of kit. Um, I'm sure you've seen the pictures. It's, it is a lovely trophy. Um, definitely a good decision to give the MVP trophy to Michael Jordan, who many would consider to be the MVP of all time. Um, myself very much included in that. There's not, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, people might say that we're biased because we're Bulls fans and they're right. But uh, as an NBA and basketball fan, uh, I'm still right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for, for me, the greatest of all time. Um, for many, many, many other people, uh, including yourself, the same. Yes. There's a few few little notes I've got on the trophy. Not only, you know, as we say, it's about time and it's a nice trophy uh, to give to him and a nice looking trophy at that. There's a few little points to it, which I think are nice little touches. I just thought I'd mention. Yeah. The trophy itself weighs 23.6 pounds, which is done specifically to represent the 23 number that he wore and the six championships that he won. Yeah. The five-sided base is to represent his five MVPs. And the 15-degree angle that the base is at is to represent his 15-year career. Um, and also at the top of the, the trophy, he's, the, the figure on it, which I presume is meant to be Michael, um, he's holding yeah. a crystal basketball that is a 23-point crystal ball. Yeah. Um, so it's cut to have 23 points in it, again, as a nod to his number 23 jersey. So there's some really, really nice nuances and touches to this trophy to to give a nod to, to Mike. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. Well-deserved, good good decision. And apart from renaming the Larry O'Brien trophy after him, which I don't think was ever on the cards, this was the best thing they could have done. Yeah. Now, obviously, as you just highlighted all that, you know, there's obviously a lot of thought gone into it. Yeah. To create it in in that way. The actual sort of figurine or, or whatever do you want to word it as yeah. of him, I think could have been a little bit better. It's just not a pose that you particularly uh No, but I'd say like that copyright for the air Jordan <laughs> yeah, is probably say, taken. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean I'm sure there's plenty of others that they could have Looks like a bit of a lame Statue of Liberty or something, really, doesn't it? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, apart from that aside, you know, the, the, him actually getting the trophy named after him and 
um, like I said, the thought that's gone into it. Yeah. Yeah, there was something else on the base where it's six-sided and that's a nod to his championships as well or something. Yeah, there was something else about that as well, but um, I actually didn't write that one down. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, there, it was. It was something about the six six championships uh, again. Yeah. You know, so like I said, that, that side of it, yeah, I appreciate it. It's just the figurine looks a little bit. But, you know... But, yeah, like of... I say, it's not a typical Jordan pose. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, what do they call it now? Do, do you win a mic? Do you win a... <laughs> an, an MJ? MJ? Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's still the here MVP trophy, isn't it? Uh, my iPad's just died, so I can't look it up. Um, yeah, it, it's you know, it's still the Kia MVP trophy, even though... Yeah, I mean, if you think that, it's like if you speak about the championship, you say, that, you know, they won a Larry or they won a Chip or whatever. No, you, you know what I mean? yeah. So people are going to give it some sort of a nickname, aren't they? And... Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously the thing now is who's going to win the first, first MJ or the first Mike or the first whatever you want to call it, isn't it? So yeah, kind of MJVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what's also interesting is, and it's not getting as much press, is they also renamed uh, four other trophies and released a new tro- trophy as well. Yeah. So there's the the Jerry West Trophy is the new one, which is uh, for the Clutch Player of the Year. Um, and then the H- Hakeem Elijah one Trophy is for Defensive Player of the Year, so that's the new Defensive Player of the Year name. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain takes the Rookie of the Year. John Havlicek takes the Sixth Man of the Year, and George Mikan is for the Most Improved Player of the Year. So they're giving you know these accolades recognisable career players that, you know, deserve it. I mean, there's not, a, there's not a name there that's not an absolute NBA legend, do you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a nice touch. I think it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice way to um, honour these players. Uh, the only problem is you're opening your, yourself up to a huge debate of why wasn't this person given one? Why wasn't that person given one? What means what makes him more worthy than this person? And I'm sure that's a conversation that's going to start up and, and continue on. But um, I mean, I, I think there's every single player there is is an absolute legend. Yeah. So uh, one quick question for you then: Who Go was on, the first Mike or MJ, whatever you want to call it? Okay, um, I think it's between Luca and Jar. Yeah. Do you know? As well, as much as it's not going to happen, do you know, I'd like to see win it. Who? LeBron. Just so he's forever in MJ's shadow. So that he has to lift up a trophy <laughs> that still has Michael's <laughs> name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that for me, that puts it to bed straight away. The GOAT debate is there, you know. Yeah, but, exactly. But I like um, it's not going to happen, but I'd, I'd no. love to see. Look, just, just for the uh, LeBron stands to have to deal with that yeah yeah absolutely that would be well I mean look we've spoken before about how much I can't stand the way LeBron (laughs) tried to make his career about trying to be better than Mike and instead he's ended up living in his shadow the whole way through and if he was to win the MVP trophy um, he would definitely be literally standing underneath his shadow so (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I'm sure um, people could Photoshop that to look even better. Yeah, 
Yeah, th- they could. But um, yeah, so I mean, that's it for tonight. We've uh, we tried something a little bit different. Um, rather than plowing through loads of stats and stuff, we tried to make it a little bit more uh, opinionated and what we thought and how we took things more kind of like our takes on everything. Um, I hope it goes down well. Let us know in the comments whether or not you think it's worked or didn't work or whether you prefer the way we did it before or whether you prefer this way. And we'll see how we go. Um, we might try something even uh, even more daring in the next uh, the next pod. We might actually try and talk about ourselves a little bit, but we'll uh, let you know a little bit about ourselves and how we got to where we are and what we what backgrounds we have in basketball and all that sort of thing. What do you reckon, Matt? Yeah, Let's give it a go. Uh, yeah. But um, as for tonight, I think we'll cut it there. Yeah, and um, I think we'll aim to be back. I'm confused what day we're on now. Thursday after the Knicks game. No, when we're playing tomorrow. Yes, it's Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a short day at work yesterday, and it's completely thrown me. (laughs) Um, yeah. So we're aiming to be back Thursday with a bit of a review of the Knicks game. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So until then, I've been Matt, and you can find us on all the socials at. C Red UK. And I've been Neil. Find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK. Thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the C Red UK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if you can. We really do appreciate it. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, C Red, go balls. Ah! It's time for the percolator.